81 of Three Beers in a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Hello. Colin, we once again doing this from home, as we always now do, because we're far too lazy to, to go into the city. It's <laughs> not, it's because you stay hundreds of miles away from anywhere, so you fucking literally live in fucking Hobbiton. So you don't. I do live, I do, I do live a bit of Hobbiton lifestyle mm. these days, so yeah, I'm a yeah. little bit, little bit away. <laughs> I was looking at it, we're 19 away from the 300, so we'll have to meet up for that one. That's in the first week of June, so we have to yeah. put some time aside. Our tricentennial. Um, yes. That's quite, that's quite momentous. It's it like, will be, yes. It's like yeah. 300 episodes, that's a big one. That's, um, if, if well, we can't meet up for it, maybe we'll try and get Barry and Stu on. We'll do like a four-way conversation. Yeah, that's dirty. I like that. Live. What are you drinking tonight? Are you drinking anything? I am drinking, yes. I have got my beloved Kaskena. Is this Argentinian beer? This Peruvian, Peruvian beer, beer, that, beer that is imported from Peru. It's, it's not brewed anywhere but Peru, so it's a, yeah, this is the one that I can only get in London. Um, Lorraine bought me a case of it for my Christmas, Aww. and I've been, I've been saving it and saving it and saving it, and I'm like, I need to, time to go. So this, this is like my favourite beer in the whole This world. is like your little creatures, basically. It, it, this is just stuff. It, it's it's hard to describe it. I mean, it, it's a beer, but when you drink it, it's just got this dead, subtle, sweet aftertaste. It just right. it just goes down so, so beautifully. It's just a great, great beer. Um, you can save me a bottle or we'll split a bottle at some point so I can taste uh, it. I'll maybe try and send you one, possibly, but it's just, oh, it's, it's, I love it a bit. So I love it. And the bottle's cool as well. It's like a kind of aztec kind of grippy bottle. Yeah, you can see that. Like it's very funky. It's got uh, on the label and stuff. Yeah, but... As I say, it's just, it's just, you know me, I'm a bit of a dick with a whole, I want my beer from where it's meant to be from and not this brewed in the UK under licence, so this is... Says the man who drinks Bud Ice on a day-to-day basis. Well, I, I know I drink that, but that's that's because it's cheap. Um, <laughs> but this this is bloody dear as well, and it's the only way you can get it is to get it shipped up from London and stuff like that. So I'm going to very much enjoy this. I've got another couple in the fridge, so I dare say I'll have a hangover and work for uh, getting the kids tomorrow. So, yeah. Lovely. You are very much like, you're drinking the, the, the fruit of Paddington's loins, which is nice. I, I am drinking the fruit <laughs> of Paddington's loins, um, or, or um, the, the nectar for Inkas, whatever that may be. Yes, you know. I like this what are you drinking? Um, I am still off the booze um, for January. Are you, do, are you doing this dry January? Not nonsense? really, no, but I don't have any real interest in drinking, if that sounds weird. You know what I mean? It's sort of like I don't miss it. Mm. You know, so I'm like, I'm quite content not to drink this now and just have a drink later, maybe later on. So it's also, yeah. it's a, there's a costing issue as well. The beer costs yeah. a lot of money and I don't have a lot I'm, of money. I'm now. very much like, I did start out the year thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I don't drink a lot anyway, but thinking, yeah. you know, I'm going to kind of not, not kind of drink as much. And then we just got all these bottles of like vodka and rum yeah. and all sorts. And it, you know, you come home from work and we'll be watching Cheers and you know, be like, do you want a drink? But yeah, okay. So it's pretty much been every night since Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been a couple of them. Like, my liver's starting to say you need to, you need to not do this. Yeah. But, but it's there, and that's the problem. Is it's there, do you know what I mean? I think when it's there, you do tend to think, well, it's there, I might as well. Um, yeah, like I've got half a dozen beers in the fridge, so if I felt like an inkling to have a drink while watching a movie at night or something, I would absolutely... You, you, you can. You yeah. can, but I don't really have that inclination to do it. So. Well, what, what I'm going to... I've got to do this, or I've got to, I've got to say this on mic so that anyone that's listening can, can hold me to testament and say, Mackay, if you don't do this, we're going to, we're going to get you. As I'm going to send you one of these sort of next week's podcast. You can drink a Kiskina. If you if I get one of them through, I will absolutely drink it. I don't want you sending something through that you, you really enjoy yourself because um, it well, might break in the post. I, I've got 12 left, so I'm sure okay. I can spare one for you, sir. I will yes. send you one. I will get one to you before we pod next week. 
Nice one. Uh, so <laughs> <coughs> let's, let's talk movies in Kong. So yes. Before we go into the main stuff, we're going to talk about you watched something that was on our and I think it made into our top ten this year, didn't it? Our um, three beers top ten, mm, I believe. It was. Um, it, it was no, one it was in Stu's top ten, but it wasn't yeah, in our top ten. So. so yeah, it was mentioned by, by one of one of the three amigos, and that was the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, so um, we can be because we've, we've all we've talked about it in the past, but we all really enjoyed it. Did you really enjoy it? I, I, I was yeah, I was so like not expecting it to be as good as because Nick Cage, you don't know what you're going to get with Nick. Yeah, you, you get good Cage, Brad Cage, and this is just Cage. It's Cage understanding who he is, known who he is and willing to, to poke fun at that um, but not in a mean way it's just well, I think as well, what, it, what a big part of it is it's in the directors and the writers of it they are doing it in a knowing way they're not trying to yeah. piss they are yeah exactly yeah. Way, which makes a big difference and he embraces it in such a way do you know I mean he's like yeah I'm, I'm game with that which a lot of actors would be like no you know I'm not going to make fun of myself and he, he does it but it's done in such a yeah it's not it's not done with any malice it's just it's done out of pure love Mm. And it just comes across in the movie. It's just such a great, great film. Um, I think Stu had said that the chemistry with him and Pascal is oh, phenomenal. It's, it's, it's a rom com between them two. Yeah, it was such. It, 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 I mean, I was watching it myself last night at like kind of ten at night, and I was laughing away, just sitting there in the dark, chuckling away at myself. Do you know what I mean? That's and a film that makes you do that. Do you know what I mean? Because you watch funny films by yourself, and you won't laugh because you're by yourself. So to actually, yeah. you know, incite you know, laughing out loud in an empty room is saying that's comedy gold. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant got, film. I, I saw it in the cinema last year and I got a lot of laughs in the cinema. Um, yeah. That's quite intrigued to watch it again because it's on Amazon Prime now, isn't it? It is. That's where I, yeah, that's where oh, I picked it up. That's quite intrigued to rewatch. It might be a nice wee Sunday rewatch for me to see if it holds up on a, a second viewing because that's quite rare now. That's a fine time you'll have a second viewing of anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel that I could watch it again tonight and have as much of a good time as I did last night watching it, um, that that's how much I was you know, enjoying it, but great, great film, um, really sorry I didn't get to see it, I did want to see it, just that yeah. I missed out, and um, yeah, well done to Stu, I can see why it was on his list, um, completely understandable completely. It's one of the ones in my shortlist, it got in my shortlist yeah. of things I very much enjoyed, but um, didn't quite make it in my top ten, but I, I still had a lot of fun with it, so I, mean, yeah. I think many things, it is way better than you ever thought it could be or even could be or should have been possibly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, my rating for it, I gave it an eight out of ten. Yeah, Unashamedly. Yeah, 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 definitely. So that that was that was great. Um, other stuff that's not kind of movies as I, I finished The Witcher, um, Blood Blood Origin, which I know you don't watch The Witcher. You've no you've no interest in it. Um, this this is just like a kind of prequel to The Witcher TV show that's on season two just now. Um. <laughs> The Witcher TV show is very back and forward, future, past, present, and it doesn't really reveal what you're watching until the end, so it's very, very kind of messy and, and non-linear. Whereas this is four episodes, um, straight line, you know, for, for A to Z, it's just, there's the characters, there's the story, go. Uh, brilliant. Um, it's getting slated um, in terms of ratings. I don't know why, I don't know what people are expecting or what they're wanting, yeah. but I thought this was an improvement on The Witcher TV show. Yeah. Loved it, loved it bits. Some people not happy that it's not holding true to the books or the game or something, and that's why people are pissed off, I'm guessing. Which is silly because it's so rich and it's got so much depth to it. Great cast, Michelle Yeoh's in there, do you know what I mean? Stuff. Amazing. Lenny Henry, for goodness sake. Um, I've watched, I, I loved it a bit. On IMDb, the rating's 4.5, and I gave it an 8. 
because I've thoroughly for it deserved it, but also because, you know, don't be dicks, you know. Don't, if you're, well, you've been a dick for a few times in the last recent weeks with Phil, uh, but um, if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you enjoy something, you enjoy something, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, absolutely, I thought it was fantastic watching. Um, really enjoyed it. Anyone that's watched The Witcher has even got a past interest, ignore, ignore the hate, watch it, and well, just really, really on that whole fantasy world right now, um, I saw a trailer for a movie when, when I went and seen something else recently, and that was a trailer for Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. The, the, I can't remember the tagline to it. Like the thief I can't remember either. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to that film. 100, it looks fantastic fun. It looks like it, it's not trying to be... It knows it's fun. And yeah. It's going for that, and it looks... Yeah, it looks like really amusing, and I think, I think they've kind of... They've got all the silliness in there, like owl bears and stuff like that. So yeah. everything that's in the games is there. So they're appeasing the fans, which is a nice touch. But it just looks like a, just like a, you know, a hammy slice of fantasy. It knows what it is, and it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a rollercoaster ride of fun. This I'm one. Like, yeah, I'm, like I saw the trailer for it when I went and seen another film we talk about later on, and I probably enjoyed it. Um, what can you say as well? Are you going to watch um, the Last of Us TV show? Definitely. I've never played the game. Uh, but I know that, that, that people love the quite, game. It's a phenomenon. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's embraced and a, there's a lot of love for it. And I think the second one was was like the first one. I think was one of the best selling games of all time. And the second one came along and usurped that. And it was ah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is even better. So I think um, you know for for a game to have such a a following, it, it's yeah. got to be good. Um, and it's, getting, it's getting very strong reviews early early doors as well. So I'm actually very intrigued to watch it. Very it's not, it's not been dropped all at one time. It's like they're doing it. They're, Episodically, yeah. oh, yeah. but um, we've got a countdown on now TV, it's so only four days to go, only yeah. three days to go, so it seems to be you it's know, they're building hype interest. for it, yeah. So, I'm really, really up for this a lot. I'm, um, I'm, forward to it as well. I'm very much going to watch it. I don't know if I might wait till it's all I download and then watch it, but like I've done with Chernobyl and things like that, but mm. I am definitely very intrigued to watch it. What would be interesting to see is once you've watched it because you've got a PlayStation, haven't you? Yes. Is I, I want to know if it then it'll make you want to go and play the games. Um, I think I might actually have the game, but I just have never played it. Oh. I think okay. someone bought I've got like all the big games that people have bought me and I've just never played them. But all I do is sit and play Spider Man and Lego like, HL hockey essentially. Yeah. yeah. But I think <laughs> they're starting to get I, I know video game ad- adaptations have been they've been a bit of a rocky road. Um but I think they're really starting to understand how to kind of move them from you know from one format to another? They're getting well, I think, better. Well, I think, I think. I've heard about the Last of Us. I haven't seen the, I haven't played the game or seen the show, but what I heard was the game had a great story to it. So you don't yeah. really have to do much in terms of like you have to do something. But you don't have to, it's, it's an adaptation, so you can use the, the main story. Yeah. Very much you know and and, and move it along. You don't, you're not having to like do something like try to turn Sonic or Mario into a movie. But like what's Mario and Sonic? They're just platform games. There is no yeah. story there. Whereas. Something like The Last of Us has got a story. It's all why I thought the two other films should have been better because, like, it's just it's a, it's Indiana Jones with a woman. Yeah, yeah. So it should have been very easy to do something just do an adventure story, but they try to yeah. put I don't know, they just didn't get the story right. But that should be very simple to do, you know. Yeah, but I've I've heard um, I've not seen the Halo TV show yet, but I've heard really good things about that as well. Um, and I thought good. the two Sonic movies I've, I've quite enjoyed immensely, and I thought Detective Pikachu um, was mm. serviceable as well as, as, as you know based on, you know, fucking wee monsters roaming about was really well done. So yeah, I definitely yeah. think we're starting to understand how to take these games and, you know, make them into cohesive, full-blown movies um, in yeah. a very competent way. It's exciting to see where it's going to go. Because there's... Yeah, because, I mean, the, like the, I, was reading, I was watching a, a news recently and they're saying, like, you know, 50% of adults in the UK play video games. 
Mm. We're, yeah, not, yeah. we're not talking just FIFA and stuff like that. We're talking gen- like long form, sitting down, playing a game, like you know, with stories and stuff like that. So. Mm. <coughs> for movies and also it's not just the days of it just being sort of like 14 year old boys playing video games that's now long in the past it's long it's, gone yeah, yeah it's people yeah. in their 30s people in their 40s 50s it's young kids it's, it's men women it's you know it's everyone playing it so you're, you're appealing to a mass audience at that point so yeah, yeah. it's definitely a, a, a target again definitely... the only fear i've always kind of got is as overkill you know just kind of saturation point where they start to make pac-man the game and stuff like that you know that's where it gets a bit silly so hopefully you know it kind of finds a nice place but it doesn't go yeah. silly we had battleship the game the film so i mean anything's possible i mean i could clue the game well it was going to do monopoly the game at one point yeah yeah i think tetris is still in the cards as well there's one as well what's the one that was shooting at Presswick? um it's like the the making of was it making the guy who made tetris the Russian guy. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's what the it's yeah, it's kind of the game, but it's yeah, it's based on. It's, is it not Andrew Garfield playing him, or is it maybe possibly? Possibly, it sounds about right. Actually, yeah. Kind of you know what? Probably they shot something at press. You can't remember recently. They shot. Oh, I didn't know Because it doubled as like a Russian airfield or something. Anyway. Didn't know it, but um, yeah. So it's good, it's good to see video games actually, you know, making a dent in the movie world and doing it successfully. And and I'm totally up for this film, uh, this TV show, so so much. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, let's move on to movies that are out just now, Colin, that we have, we have all seen. Or yep. <coughs> we've seen some of them. Um, the first one up is one that's on Netflix just now. It's weirdly our only our only streaming movie this week, which is... It is, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's a film called The Pale Blue Eye, um, directed by Scott Cooper, um, who directed <coughs> um, Hostiles, Black Mask, Crazy Heart, um, more recently, Antlers, the horror film, mm-hmm. um, and Hostiles, which have you seen that one with Christian Bale? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, a brutal, not happy film at all. No, uh, it was a Western in every sense of the word. It was a Western. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there was no joy in that film whatsoever. <laughs> Good film, but no, but no joy. And yeah. This is based on a book by Lewis Bayard. Um, it's a book that I've read, and I actually really very much enjoyed the book. Um, so the plot of this film is it's set in West Point in the 1800s. Um, there's a cadet is killed, uh, and they bring in a man to, to basically investigate the killing, a detective. Um, and while he's investigating, he also has an assistant. The assistant happens to be Edgar Allan Poe. So in the story, is basically him investigating the murder, also Edgar Allan Poe in tow. And sort of you can see the sort of dropping in moments of like inspiration that will become. Edgar Allan Future stories, yeah, the beating heart, it's all there. And the main story is the investigation. The, the, the post stuff's more in the background, I think. It's sort of it's not mm. really the main point, but so it's, it's more about the murder investigation and why these people thought, and the, the detective is like handled in his way because they're trying to protect the, the name of West Point. You know, don't want people to worry about their kids going to West Point and then turning up dead. So you've got to try yeah. and investigate it under the radar and not piss off the people upstairs. So, well, first thing I wanted to ask is, um, I, I was reading up a wee bit about the writer, and I think this is his kind of niche is taken. Yes. Because yeah. Paul was at West Point, so he kind of takes these historical something, elements something in. Truth and puts them in it, so. Yeah, have you read it, any no, other stuff? No, it's on the run. I actually read it in Australia. So it was right. actually, I read it on a train, I think, between Adelaide and, um, well, not between Perth and Adelaide. Because Australia is that fucking big. Fucking big, I read a whole So I know, you, I know you were saying last week you were a massive, massive fan of the book. You really, really liked it. So I'm uh-huh. really, really intrigued to hear 
your thoughts on I enjoyed it. The book's a very good page, Tom, and I very much enjoyed it when I was reading mm. it. I wouldn't say it's a, a masterpiece many stretch, but it's a very it's enjoyable page, Tom, when you're sitting on a train. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in the film, you've got Christian Bale playing the detective, yeah. um, Harry Melling from Harry Potter is playing Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. You've also got a who's who of British actors, Simon McBurney, Timothy Spall, Toby Jones, Gillian Anderson, Charlotte Gainsborough, um, like Robert Duvall, who pops up for... All of who I did not realise that was Robert Duvall until yeah. afterwards, and I was like, I'm sure Robert Duvall was in that, and I had to look up who he was, and yeah. I was like, fuck, that was I was well, watching Robert Duvall, and I did not know no, I was he's watching. He's in it for literally one scene, though, isn't it? It's like, yeah, but it, it doesn't look like Robert Duvall. No, no, um, not at all. Mental, but the, the opening like half hour, there's not a single actor who's not British speaking an American accent. It was nuts. Yeah. Lorraine was on that instantly. We were about ten minutes. She was like, D-d-d-. none, none of them are American. None of them, and I was like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, so I'll start this one since I've read the book. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a decent noir thriller. Um, I thought it had a nice, strong sense of tone and place, which I enjoyed. It sort of, it, it did feel like it was supposed to be when it was supposed to be. Mm. Um, they got the kind of the kind of misty, almost misty Moors type thing, you know, in the sense of you know dread and you know cold. I thought was very much prevalent throughout all of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed. Um, I thought the cast were all mostly very good. Um. Some people are very underused. You know, you bring in Gillian Anderson and you have her in two scenes. It's like, come on, people, don't don't waste Gillian Anderson in two almost disposable scenes. That's that's almost yeah. criminal in itself. Yeah. I thought Melling actually he looked a little bit like Poe. Yeah, I looked to I looked up Poe and I was like, he's not yeah. quite. Poe was quite ugly, to be fair. Poe was an ugly man. Melling's not a handsome boy. Let, let's he's, be fair. He's, he's handsomer than Poe, and I'm a huge Poe fan. I love. Edgar Allan Poe stories. Why do you love Poe tell readers? Why do you love Poe so he, much? He went to school in Irvine. He did go to school in Irvine. He there, went to yeah. stories. He's a Bostonian boy who went to school in Irvine. Yeah, uh, yeah. which, which, which intrigues me. I'm fascinated by that. Because he only done a few years in Irvine. He was two years in like, primary school, I think it was. In yeah, the, and then they moved down south and then over, over the yeah, pond. But yeah, I, I find that dead fascinating. I mean, like, you know, she's like, because I was saying to Lorraine, she's like, no, you're making it up. And I was like, no, and she was, no you're making it up. And then she's wicked. She's like, so he did. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. I know. There's absolutely no, there's no, from what I can, I know of, there's no plaque or anything in Irvine. I grew up in Irvine, so I know Irvine yeah. pretty well. There's yeah. nothing to sort of, to note this fact. Which is odd. You would think they would jump on that, wouldn't you, and yeah. celebrate that in, in a big way? Um, yeah, you think so. I mean, there's mm. 50,000 statues to fucking Burns, which I'm, I'm not against. I like Burns as yeah, well. Yeah. But you think maybe throw a bone to America like one of the great storytellers um, mm-hmm. of any era. Yeah. Of the man yeah. who sort of, sort of brought science fiction and horror into sort of the mainstream in many ways and inspired mm-hmm. many others, you know. So anyway, yeah. so the accent that Melling picks for Poe, I found very upsetting. He plays him mm. as a summoner, which is not particularly accurate. Right. So I, I, so because I knew you were going to be a dick about this. He adopted family were from Virginia. I know that, mm. and he grew up a little bit in Virginia, but he wasn't there long enough. I don't think to pick an accent up like that. He, this guy, is speaking like he's from fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken. He, he's going like Louisiana, where, where, where yeah. deep south. I, but I did yeah. read that it, it, it was. He did have time in the south, though. But you did not, not in, enough to have. That draw about yeah. it possibly. The guy okay, who right, born okay. in Boston, moved to Louisiana, went to school in Scotland and England, and went back to Baltimore and Boston. I don't think he would have had a Kentucky accent. You're a nitpicking big bastard. I am because I thought he played the role really well. I thought he got the kind of the kind of jittiness of him really well. He got the kind of the kind of the awkwardness of him, the sort of mm. the creepiness of him as well. I thought they brought that down really well. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed most of that. I really enjoyed. I thought it loses itself in the finale like maybe the last 20 minutes when it sort of drops the whole gothicness of it, it just becomes sort of like a guy telling another guy what happened 
<coughs> and it felt a little bit like sort of lazy just to try like well we need this extra twist in it can we film it no just just have them tell them the story yeah and that felt a bit of a letdown but other than that actually for a 90 minute for a friday night movie i actually really enjoyed it i thought it was an enjoyable watch hope yourself okay um so the, the <coughs> positives uh okay performances were great um yes. I, th- I thought kind of bail it was very similar to the character he played in the, the, the western we were talking about earlier okay, okay. um he didn't you know it wasn't a stretch for bail i don't think no. to play this character uh Melling, yeah he, he was kind of creepy but quite you were drawn to him as well, you know. You're like, where does he go with his character? Because you know there was a he was alluring as, as, as a character. Um, very odd looking fellow. Um, and yes. you know uh, that always intrigues me. These these kind of strange looking people that are not your not standard your movie star looks. Yeah, I always think you know I'll, I'll kind of latch on to that. He was great, and Toby Jones always a delight to see Toby. I do Toby love Jones, Toby. Yeah. Yeah, Toby's Toby's my wee favourite. Um, Anderson, I thought was underused. I had didn't like her performance. I don't think um, she had enough time to give a performance. That's the problem. It was almost like she was just brought in on like a Monday, given this role, like Monday morning, totally do something by like Monday afternoon, and then she was wrapped by like Tuesday morning. It yeah. felt like it didn't really give her any time to sort of explore the character and get a chance to actually Hot, get it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. just, just bring um, 1800s vibe to it. That was it. There was yeah, no real sort yeah. of anything there. But as you well, say, but, the character itself, that there was no, there was no scope to do anything with that character no. either. She was shoehorned into a part, and it's like, you know, who can we get to do this? A big name, Gillian Anderson. Ah, you yeah. put a name on her. You could have got any sort of other actress. Not like I love Gillian Anderson. I'm a huge fan mm. of Gillian Anderson. But you could get anyone else in that role and not have the name on the poster. Just have the person fill the role. This yeah. almost felt like so we get the name on the poster, and then she's not, <coughs> she's not on it. She's not going to mention to you about Christian Bale. This year we've had three Christian Bale films. Had this God of Thunder and what was the other one? Amsterdam. I was saying that as well. Okay. Yeah. Busy. Busy. Your yeah. Normally Christian Bale was a one film a year guy. Like he's had like, Le Mans in 2019, Vice in 2018, he's yeah. done a Voice in, Mo- in Mowgli 2018, 2017 was his hostile film, 2016 was his Promise. 2015 was a big shot. Done the night of cups in 2015 as well. But normally he's a one film a year, like man. So it's quite good to see him like sort of disexposed. If that makes sense. Definitely, yeah. Although Love and Thunder, he wasn't in that a huge amount. No. So I wonder if it's maybe the kind of he's maybe had more time, less of roles. <laughs> no, that's definitely true. And obviously Love and Thunder would have had a lot of like um, post production time as well. Mm. So it might be he filmed these all, maybe filmed them back in like 2020, you know, filmed at different times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've had more bail hitting me in the last sort of like six months than I've ever had bail hitting me before. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Denzel would be like that sometimes. You'll have no films for like two or three years, and you'll have something like four in the space for like eight months. Yeah, it's just every film's got Denzel in it. You look at what's going on here. The film, it, it looked amazing. The, the, the mm. cinematography was great, and you know me, I don't usually pay attention to stuff for that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. I, I found the music didn't fit. I thought I, I at thought one point I said to Lorraine, "Going to my mad," and I kind of stopped. I actually paused it and said, "Right, here's what my concern is." And I let Lorraine. She was like, "Meh, not not so much." But I, I just felt the music felt, was really out of sorts with what was happening. It felt totally not in keeping with the vibe. Of the, the yeah, film. yeah, which was, I thought was dead strange. Um, I, I don't know what it was about it. If it was, I don't know. It was too happy, too. Sad. I don't know. It just didn't didn't seem to fit. It didn't marry yeah. up. Which was just, what. My biggest grievance with the film, and as I say, everything I've said there is positive for all the right reasons. 
I just thought that the ending was complete nonsense. I thought yeah. that for that, all of it, you know, the whole reveal, the second reveal, I was like, what? The? And I'm thinking, I guess if you're reading it, that kind of unfolds at a different pace, you it know, and it kind of gives you a different book. Whereas with a film, it was just like, this is ridiculous. You know, this, this is insane. These the are, second twist was just like, a, it, was like a, it was literally like a, an information drop, just like a splodge drop. Yeah. And, it felt like, and I, I just thought the first twist was so unbelievable and so daft. I, I, yeah. I, at that point, that's when I dropped out. Um, mm. And I was like, no, I, I can't I can't buy into this at that point. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to figure out, because you really liked the book, and I was like, I'm wondering if, you know, when you're reading it, it, it it's kind of giving you a different kind of feel, different tone, and it's the pace when you're reading is completely yes. different. So maybe it reveals... Very much so that, yes. Yeah, um, and, and because <laughs> of that, it just kind of ruined everything that I just said good about it. It just really kind of was like, fuck. It's two thoughts of a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is utterly odd. Um out of ten, what are you giving it? Out of ten, um, I gave this one. I'm, I'm four out of ten, my friend. Oh no way, that is so harsh, dude. It really can. I was just like, I was honestly like, astounded by the stupidity of it. Do you know, in the reveal, I was like, no, no, it just like, proper. It was like slap in the face, like you know, you've watched this great movie, and it's like somebody comes along and just like slaps you, and you're like, oh. Oh. I'll give you that. I mean, I'm, I'm, saying I'm not happy then, but I would give it a 7 out of 10 because I enjoyed a lot of it. I enjoyed a lot of it. And I think, I think it's a decent watch. The ending is, I would say, anticlimactic in many ways and also a bit, a bit of a pop-out ending to it in many ways. Yeah, but yeah. The journey I went on to get there, the journey was worth it if the destination was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. See, all the, all the positives I gave it, though, I mean, and... and I say that with, with the most sincerity. I mean, the, the, the stuff that I said was good, like the cinematography, the acting, all that was, you know, I would wouldn't take from that. But just that ending just ruined, you know, yeah. everything before it, which was bizarre. I mean, think by his director, because he's, he's, he's done some really good stuff and some stuff mm. I'm really not a fan of. Like, I really enjoyed Out the Furnace and I really enjoyed Hostiles. Antlers mm. a lot down on, and I wasn't really a huge fan of that. Wasn't a mate, I didn't mind it, yeah, but I was, I was expecting like more from it. I wasn't a fan of Black Mass in any way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Crazy Heart, I was kind of up and down on uh, a little bit. Um, but so it's you know, that's the one with Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges and Colin yeah. Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Good, it's an okay film, but it didn't, I don't really get the, the love that it got. Mm. But I, did, I really enjoyed Hostiles for what it was as a film, and I enjoyed Out the Furnace. So I'm intrigued to see what he does does next, at least. He's definitely, yeah, he's definitely got, I've seen he's got a few more tricks in him, I think. Hopefully, yeah. Um, so cause it, it felt, at one point, he felt a bit like the boy who done um, Sicario. I can't remember the guy's mm. name. Mm-hmm. Sheridan or something? Not yeah, Tyson. yeah, yeah. You know him. Like Sheridan like, wrote it, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he done that one, Hell or High Water, as well. Yeah, yeah. It felt they're almost in the same vibe as each other, but ones mm-hmm. went. They're both like kind of different roads now because that guy is now doing like Yellowstone and stuff on TV, making fucking millions on TV. Mm-hmm. Cooper's going a different route and trying to keep with the film, but he's sort of jumping genres a little bit now and again. Like yeah. He's doing, drama, he's doing like period pieces and he's doing like sort of shit. I know it's a straight out horror essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, aye, interesting director, see what he does next. So, on from that, we move on to one that you've not seen, but I have seen, and that is a film called Till, <coughs> directed by Shinoye Shikuru, um, who directed a film last couple of years ago called Clemency, which is all about uh, a death row prisoner, which was, again, not a happy watch in any way, shape or form. Mm. Um, the plot of this film is it's, it's an historical like biopic, essentially. It's about a young boy who made a gesture or a whistle or done something towards a white lady, um, in the deep south, he, he was only 14 at the time, yep, yeah. and essentially he was he was staying at his uncle's house. People came to his house, took him away, and basically killed him, lynched yeah. him, killed him, dumped yeah. the body, 
the body's then found and he's brought back to the north, uh, back to Chicago, I think it is. And his mother pushes for them not to see sort of what the, the South does. The brutality, yeah. What it says. And essentially, the film is a story about it shows you the opening sort of half hour is, is what happens to the boy leading up to it, you know, him going down to the south and, and the, the incident that happens. And then the other, the other hour of that is this sort of like the mother's grief of dealing with that and trying to, she wants to deal with her grief, but also there's a chance this has become a bigger thing in terms of the sort of um, the, the equal rights movement. Yeah. And almost trying to take advantage of it in a way to try and like sort of use it to their advantage to try and make it something yeah. that she's sort of, at times a little bit unsure of, but also wanting to do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also the court case as well, about the, the two guys who were up for murder. <laughs> when, the did you see this was off? set in the 60s? 60s, yes. 60s, and they got let off, of course they got they let got, off. Not why, only they got let off, a year later they were in on a magazine and, and admitted to killing the boy and get paid $5,000 in that day times money for their story, and because of double jeopardy rules in, in the state, they couldn't be tried again for it. What what amazes me about stories like this, um, and th- there's been a few kind of stories that I've at Oakland lately, is this is 50, 60 years ago. This, isn't... this guy would still be alive just now. He was yeah, th- th- this type. isn't a long time ago. Probably mid-70s now, maybe yeah, 70s. Th- th- this, is like more, this is in our lifetimes. This is modern history. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? It's, it's horrid. It's horrific. You were the same age as my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it's insane. Aye, that's, just not, that's just more insane about it than anything else. It's yeah. like, this is not 1800. This is this is happening when people you know yeah. were aware of it. And this, obviously, it still happens now. You know the the, the kind of king stuff and stuff like that. Don't you know? That's all. It's, it's horrible that you know. Yeah. Movies like, still need to get made to raise awareness that when it should. You know, the awareness should be there anyway. But yeah. it, it makes me sad, man. Yeah. Sad. People seem to look at these characters like sort of historical characters, like almost like Lincoln or things yeah, like that. But these people should still be alive today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, horrific. So, anything that Daniel. Uh, Dead Weiler playing the, the mother. Um, I can't remember. I'm annoying. I can't remember name. I'll call him Mrs. Till. Um, you've got Jalen Hall playing Emmett. You've got also Whoopi Goldberg playing the sort of grandmother. Um, you know, King, Sean Patrick Thomas, Haley Bennett plays the white woman who gets whistled at, and Frankie Faison plays Jalen Hall, the Emmett Till's uncle, who had a lot of guilt about what happened because he took him from his house and he didn't do anything to stop it. But ultimately, there's five white guys with guns pointing at his family. So it's like, what yeah. do you do? Yeah. So. It's a very well handled historical drama. Like it, it's done with a lot of grace and a lot mm. of um, like poise, I would say, and a lot of um, like emotion. And doesn't. I was glad they didn't do anything like show the lynching. Yeah, but, yeah. You don't need to see that anymore. You don't need to see yeah. it. You know, and I get why some films do show it sometimes, but in this one, I don't think you need to see it. The, the point yeah. is what it did. Um, so it does impact. In a way, I do wish it went a bit further in exposing those who are involved. They become sort of like peripheral, almost just like white devils, which undoubtedly they were, like yeah, yeah, white yeah. devils. But it's almost scary when you see them as like real people. Yeah. You know, see when yeah. you see stuff like they're, they're, they've got a family and they're going to church at the same time, and it's just sort of like that's it's, how can you how can you um, like tie up both sides of that? You know, how can yeah. you that so. Mm-hmm. Perhaps <laughs> a little bit further than that. Um, Prompt is all very good, especially young Jalen Hall playing the young Emmett Till. You can, he has got a lot of charm to him, and you can kind of see why he was the Applebee's mother. As any child is Applebee's mother's eye, but he, he, yeah. definitely one of the kids you go, like, I can see why the mother would be obsessed by him in a way, you know, sort of yeah. like it's, 
absolutely adoring. It's her life, you know what I mean? That, that kid is, is, is her, her whole world. Whole world, because she's yeah. a, in the film, she's a, she's a widow. Her, her husband, his father was killed in World War Two. Or career possibly, it's sixty probably career I think actually. Um, so she's alone. This is this is this this is her world. This is her life. This is. Yeah. The, um, <coughs> I, th- I was I thought they could maybe explore a little bit more about the sort of the the what's the word I'm trying to think of the dichotomy of like her trying to this you know to mourn in many ways. Mm-hmm. Also, she herself knows what this is and what yeah. can be used in some way. You know. To yeah. be, a bigger issue, or a bigger sort of statement, and people are trying, and other people are trying to make to take advantage of her. They're exploiting it for their own, their own <coughs> use. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can make them. So they can possibly have done a little bit more with that. Um, it can maybe be tightened up. It's just over two hours, so it can maybe be tightened down because a few scenes you get in it, they're repeating themselves. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's some stuff like, you know, when you're in the south, you got to be different than what you are in Chicago because in the south. People of colour are treated differently, mm. um, and I, the, that's kind of hammered home like four or five times. I don't think you need to have. I think more people know. They get it. Yeah. People yeah. watching this film understand that. I think. Yeah. You could maybe done that twice rather than like five times. Yeah. You know, um, and the court case part became a little bit tacked on. Like either have it there and use it properly, mm-hmm. and cut some other stuff out, or just don't have have that as a code at the end. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but, because I think I think a lot of courtroom stuff it, it needs time to to kind of get into the meat and bones of it. If it's rushed, right. then yeah, it does feel you know like, oh, it'd be better I'll give you this as a conclusion. <laughs> it's like well, you know, expanding it, do it properly. Right. Don't you know, make a second movie. You know, do it. Because like, like the the courtroom scene basically became people in Mississippi are racist at this time and possibly now. You know, it's Mississippi. People this are racist. People in power are racist. <laughs> it, that's all they really told us. Didn't really tell yeah. us on that. And yeah. the powerful scenes with her, there was equally powerful. There's one on one she's done isn't when she's on the stand talking is absolutely a powerful, powerful scene. Yeah. There's other scenes throughout the film that are just as powerful when it's not there. So you could easily just had maybe done more, like I said, explore more of it. Her sort of mind is just try to sort of deal with the grief and things like that. So. There's there's, there's choices are made that I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with the way they went with it, but as a piece of Filmmaking and to be, you know, to be seen and sort of understood, and also make you go and look and see like exactly what the fuck this was, and go, Jesus Christ, that's horrendous. Mm-hmm. It does that job exceptionally yeah. well. Does um, obviously it's, it's quite a hard one watch. Um, does it have any moments of levity, or is it, you know, it, do, do you come out, you know, it's just no, hard? The levity is the levity is a bit like watching. Remember that one? Oh, it's uh, the one about the boy. Which, it's um, Michael B. Jordan one. Was it Fruitvale Station? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You seen that film? I've not, but you've told me about it. I know, I know. Yeah, so yeah. at the end of the film, the boy gets shot. It's, it's the one that it's um, like that started off the you know, big police, big, big kind of rise and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. <coughs> and it was like a, so when you've seen the young Emmett Till and you see him, you're going like, shit, bad fucking stuff is going to happen to you. So there is sort yeah. of like the joy that you see from doing stuff is like, it's tempered by the fact like this is going to, this is going to end very soon. There's that sense that you've always got that sense of dread. But, right. Yeah. And that's what I feel when I watch Football Station. Every time I watch it, I go, "This guy," and you feel like going, "It's just, it's hurtling towards that end point." You go, like, "I don't want. I just, I want to stop it before I get to that point and just walk away and go, that didn't happen." Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. the the end of the last ten minutes never happened in that film. I'm quite happy just to live my life knowing yeah. that it's um, a happy life. 
strangely enough, um, which we'll talk about next week, hopefully, um, but I, I'd seen the Empire of Light, and that's very much the same as well. You know, that there's got these cards that you're embracing, but you know from the outset, you know, in your stomach, you're like, nothing good's going to happen here. Do you know what I mean? It's, right. um, yeah, yeah, films like that are... I guess it's good kind of storytelling that, you know, you get that instantly, mm. but yeah, it's... it's um, if you forget man. about what the, the outcome of like, what happened to these characters is, and you're shocked by the end of it, that's very strong filmmaking. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. like, you, we all know the, where this ends. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, um, but as a film, it's, it's, like I said, it's not a happy watch by any stretch. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> but it's a, it's a worthwhile watch, I would say. Um, I, I guess irrelevant to the content of the film um, and, and the message of the film, um, it's I've, I've heard this film getting kind of tagged in with Oscars and stuff like that. Um, thoughts? I don't think so. I, I'm, I don't think it'll get anything yeah. in that respect, unfortunately. Not that it's bad, it does. other things better. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Out of 10, yeah. sir, for this Seven one? out of 10. Seven. Um, hard watch, hard watch. Tough watch, yeah. not by no means a happy watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on to that, the next film is still out in cinema as well, in a film called The Enforcer, directed by Richard Hughes. Um, it's his debut feature, he's an Australian filmmaker. The plot of this film, there's an enforcer who works for like a mob boss person, um, and been, he's worked his way up the ranks, making lots of money, making a very good life for himself, and suddenly begins to realise that his mob boss is using women in an exploitative way on webcams and sex slaves, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And he decides he wants to save this one girl, because if he does that, that'll exalt him from all his previous crimes redemption yeah so yeah so he goes after the the sort of the the mob bosses okay. and, the mob, and the sort of the fraternity that that keep that yeah. up sounds great sounds great, great. kind of like kind of like taken cross yeah. with you know well every liam neeson film film set apart by the man in the lead role is antonio banderas and he's the enforcer He's enforcer. Right, okay. The, the mob boss is Kate Bosworth. And you've also got Moji, Moji Aria, um, Alexis Wren, and a rapper called Two Chains, who I'll get to in a moment. So I, I've got this all wrong because I've seen the trailer for this. And from the trailer, I thought that Banderas was the mob boss. No. And the young boy was enforcer. Did you can hear no. So I, I've, I've totally watched this trailer and made up a whole different film in my wee head. No. So, no. Oh, okay, okay. So the trailer, the trailer's probably sold a better film than what this film is, because this is a very dull, formulaic thriller. Um, cl- as cliché as clichés get, you know, you can, you can, it, it comes at you like a brick through the window. There's absolutely nothing subtle about this whatsoever. Yeah. And because of that, it becomes exceptionally predictable. Um, yeah. um, equally, it was so dark at times, like not dark in tone, but dark in film, that mm. it felt like I could barely see what was happening at times. You know, you see in film, something you get and you like go, like, yeah, there's been a few films like this recently that I've the seen. The last Batman was like that, and I'm going like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's happened because it's so dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Which that, is an odd choice, but yeah. It's a very odd choice, Like, and it feels like, I get you're going for a certain tone and gritty realism, but in order for me to feel gritty and realise I have to be able to see what the fuck's happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, otherwise I'm just <laughs> hearing noises, and it's not even like sort of, like a moment where it's like a moment of high tension, when it's sort of like you're trying to like, you think you've done it in a quiet place when it all goes dark for a while, mm. and you're sort of wondering what's happening, but this was just like, these two guys trying to talk in a room and I can barely see what the fuck's happening. Um, anyway, <laughs> the biggest waste of this film is, and I'll talk about it in great detail, uh, probably, I bet me and you talked about it in great detail in the past, Antonio Banderas yeah. is quite possibly one of the most charming, like, watchable actors 
of the last what thirty years? Yeah, years. He, he's a he's a star. He's a film star. star. He's he's a big 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 fucking star. Yeah. And Hollywood, for the most part, has had absolutely no fucking clue what to do with Mandela. Like, take Zorro aside. Zorro is phenomenal. We all love Zorro. Yep. Um, brilliant in that. Plays the role perfectly. Great. Yep. And that should be the springboard for something huge for him. Um, or bigger stuff anyway. Yeah. After that, I mean, you think about stuff like, what was the Desperado? That wasn't Hollywood. That was out with the Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, George. It's like kind of Spanish-Mexican. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the, I mean, other than that, you've relegated to being like this, which is sort of like, you know, a, a Liam Neeson sort of straight-to-video almost mm-hmm. action movie, which is yeah. well above or crappy bad guy like, I think it was, was it the film we saw this year was we saw oh the one with Mark Wolf in it yeah yeah with, and Charlotte Charlotte, which, yeah you, you, you really kind of ham-fisted in there I mean it's oh. like who, let's use Banderas but why are you using Banderas we don't know is he right for that part <coughs> anyway yeah like he's brilliant because you don't know Banderas but, but, and you will watch him and he's but that, that's because he's a fucking star but yeah you're right I mean I'd say Philly, um, Streets of Philadelphia, Philadelphia is, is a big one for him and um, an interview with a vampire but yeah. but yeah he's like he's internal Banderas do you know what I mean yeah. he, he's not he, he's not these fucking films that, that you're right they just put him in films and you're like why is why is, why is he saying yes and well, why are they I think he's saying yes because it's a probably decent payday, which I totally get. understand yeah. that. Yeah. And it allows him yeah. to do other things out with that that he's brilliant in. Like, I saw that film last year, Official Competition, when he plays sort of like the ageing actor, try to, um, it was two, like two ageing actors and a director, and they're sort of working out this this new role, and it's like having up. He was a sort of, he's, he's a populist, going up mm. against a theatre actor. Fucking mm. brilliant. Him and yeah. Melody Cruz, absolutely brilliant. Stunning work, and shows you how watchful he can be. Yeah. So when he does this, so he can do that. Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just feel like Hollywood's got to find a different use for Banderas because the man is brilliant. The man is, he's such a watchable actor, like in every sense. Yeah, yeah. Charisma, he's, you know, he's handsome, making act. Um, he's, yeah, like I say, he's a fucking big, big movie star and he shouldn't be used to churn out nonsense like this and draw an audience to something that doesn't like, deserve it. Or being like the and credit in an action. Yeah. Yeah, was absolutely. That one? Was he not in um, the Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife as well? Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, yeah. It's, again, it just turns up. Sometimes you're like, no, don't. That's. It's sometimes in. I don't know if I'm being drugged or not, but sometimes it's almost like you know with that uh, Latino Hispanic actor who can we get Banderas. It's like, but, but he's. You know, look at the actor, not the actor where he's from. You know, I mean, that's. It's, it's almost like that at times. It's bizarre. I know, so I'm, just, I'm looking at his sort of his IMDb. Obviously, he's got that Puss in Boots money. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The man's set. The man's doing well. Yeah. But recently, like, <coughs> like <coughs> Uncharted, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, The Laundromat. No, the stuff that he's in that is great. No one's hearing about it because it's not getting yeah like police. And that's 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 a genuine real shame to me. Like you did that one the 33 about the miners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, Night of Cups was he? That's very good in that as well. I get Expendables three. That's just he went hanging about with his mates. I totally get that one. That's yeah. fine. Saving Machete kills. Totally get that. He's Rodriguez's mate. He wants to hang yeah. out with his pal. Totally yeah, get it's... that. Um, but yeah, it's just I feel like Hollywood needs to figure out a way to use Bandit. I think almost maybe Spy Kids hurt him possibly. Again, but this is how kind of the loyalty to, to Rodriguez, Rodriguez, isn't it? Yeah. 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 What's yeah. worrying for me is is he's not. <sighs> And again, it shouldn't come down to this, but he's not a young actor anymore. No. Um, 
and as actors get older, you know, the ear it's, it's two ways they become Brad Pitt or they become Liam Neeson. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That seems really and, to you now. Yeah, and it looks like Antonio's going the Neeson route, um, which is a is just it's a real fucking shame. Um, there's the odd gem in there, but you know, it, again, it comes back to this man is a you know he he's a fucking superstar. Do you know what I mean? That's he, he's <laughs> he deserves better. Um, he deserves to do to do more. Yeah. You look at the nineties when he was in stuff like Philadelphia, excellent. Mm. Interview the Vampire, brilliant. Stunning. Yep, yep. Um, Desperado, perfect. Yeah, even the second room. one once by time Mexico. Yep, yep. Yep. Assassins. Yeah. Evita was great as well, and then Mask of which I think will stand up as one of the truly great family. Sir, I am with you all the way on Mask of I will hear not a bad word about it. Yeah, ever. phenomenal yeah. film. And yeah. he was perfect in that role as well. And it yeah. seems like that film should have spawned. I know I had a sequel that wasn't up to much, but it should have spawned five sequels with him in that role. Yeah, 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 like a whole franchise. Yeah. A whole franchise with him yeah. in it, yeah. And then over eventually to somebody, but it should be him. Anyway, this felt to me very much a waste of a cinema release. It felt every inch an Amazon cinema release. An Amazon yeah. straight to streaming yeah. or Netflix. Yeah. That. So having the cinema, I guess, great for them, but you know, I didn't really see why it was there. Also, Kate Boswell has had a moment. She's not great. You know, that's a big thing as well. You're watching Antonio Banderas act against people who are absolutely nowhere near his level of And uh, you notice that when you well, see if you've got one phenomenal actor and some maybe good actors, but not in that level, you, uh, you see it. You, but in this one, of bad actors. Like the, the actor, two chains, I believe he's a rapper. Right. I think they've shot it purposely. They're not in the same room at the same time. They've just done it as like coverage because I don't think. It would, have, it would look even more ridiculous having them playing it as a two. Like, or, 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 mm. if you see them both in the camera at the same time, be like, that's, that's fucking ridiculous. Because yeah. watching them even just back and forward, it felt like, oh my god, like he's he's acting, and he's yeah. what the hell is he doing? I don't understand. Yeah. What so, <coughs> seeing Antonio, it's like watching a football player play, like a Premier League football player have to play down in like sort of the first or second division because of like injuries or something. You go, he's still infinitely better than anything on the park. It's always yeah. embarrassing. It's always yeah. embarrassing for other, other players around them to be having to play with them because it's like, we know you're better than this. Yeah. Um, interestingly, um, I did snoop some reviews because I knew you'd seen this to see okay. um, the thoughts on it. And yeah, pretty much I think a lot of kind of watchers are, are seeing the same as you is that this shouldn't have been a big cinema release. That this should have been straight to streaming. It, it shouldn't yeah. have, shouldn't it have feels, got the five fairest game. It feels yeah. straight to streaming, that's, that's the thing. Um, so I'm going to give it 5 out of 10, and all five of those votes are purely for... Antonio Banderas. Antonio yeah. Banderas. I, Antonio do, I, lo- I love Antonio. I've got are. a weird thing for Antonio. I mean, like, I, he can't do any wrong. And even in bad films, the only good thing you'll take from that is Antonio. Yeah, Yeah. him and Viggo Mortensen, just, I think, should play well at some point and just in a film and just play off each other would be absolutely amazing it would be stunning yeah totally yeah. that would be yeah Jesus do we need to lobby for this somehow <laughs> we need to yeah. email them or something I'll hunt them There's down nice, and find them two brothers that maybe like wandering through the city you know talking yeah. to each other for the full yeah, film yeah, I'd, 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 watch that. I'd watch them just drinking tea together or something yes. I mean not even okay. saying anything I'd be like yeah I'm down with that yeah. yeah, so five out of ten for the enforcer. There are better things, there, is what I'm saying. Um, and on mm. from that, we move on to the biggest film of. Eventually, we're, we're doing time. it. We're, we're going to speak about it. We speak about it. Yes, I finally got to see it. Uh, life, unfortunately, got in the way, but thankfully, it's still in the cinema and will probably remain in the cinema until at least February. Um, the way I it's going, so. um, it's churning up the box office, moving up the charts very quickly. Um, and that is. I Avatar, take it it's not taking over yet. It's not in terms of box office. It's not beating Avatar yet. 
No, I don't think he's beaten Avatar, but it's, it's, I think it got to like a billion in like 10 days. Jesus. You know, insane. You know, people, for some reason, continually doubt James Cameron. And they forget it's James Cameron. He's, Cameron. Not, going, he's not going to let you down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's, he's James Cameron for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so from, he knows the, the people. He knows you know, what he you want. Be, you you might not know. Love the people, but he knows these people. You know. Yeah, he knows what you want. You might not, but he knows that you want yeah. this. And when you go and see, you look, fuck, I didn't. I wanted that. Um, so yeah. yeah, the way Avatar to it, the way the way of water it's gone. Yeah. To, yeah. So, like I said, directed by James Cameron, who obviously Terminator, Terminator Two, Aliens, Abyss, yeah. Titanic, yeah. True Lies. Keep going. <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> what, else, what else he's done? That's about it. He's not actually. Yeah, but he's not actually quite a pretty. He's not actually. He's not a Ridley Scott. Yeah, where he's churning movie, but but everything he's done is gold. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I mean, he's not made a probably anything below a five star movie yet, to be honest, or a four yeah. and a half star movie. You know, everything yeah. is yeah. absolutely absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the plot of this film is set, I think, about seven or eight years after the first think, one. I think eight years, possibly yeah. six or eight, one of the two. Yeah. I think it so, is. Yeah, yeah. Jake Sully has um, became so avatar. He's, he's sort of living in this. Uh, he's wed feral. Well, he's living with three people, um, and then that time he's had a family, and um, mm-hmm. three of his own kids, and one adopted child from a surrogate, yeah, like conception thing, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, <laughs> living a very happy life, and then all of a sudden the sky people return. We return to try and basically take over Pandora again. Yep. Film then jumps about a year later. Yes, yes, and basically um, Pandora is now involved in essentially a, a, a kind of ongoing. Not civil war, just a war. You know, sort of. A, it's they, they, the, the, the humans have became sort of they've got a base on Pandora. You want to colonize? <coughs> Colonizers. That's again. Yeah. Like. yeah. But, so that, that's and I think that's basically the plot of the first film. So, but then it moves away from that essentially because some of the the the, the top grunt GIs who were killed in the last one, they have downloaded their memories and put them into Avatar bodies. Yes. Yeah, which is fucking nuts. But yeah. Yeah. So. Part of one of those is Stephen Lang, the baddie from the first one. Yeah, uh, he's back this time. He's a nav- He's big blue. What's he's a big called? navy. Yeah, big navy. That's what it is. Big yeah. navy. Yeah. Um, and essentially, it becomes a revenge of him realizing that Jake Sully killed him, and he's going after Jake Sully and his family. Yeah. And Jake Sully decides to um, take his family away from the forest people and goes to the sort of the, the sea water people. people. <laughs> the way of water, and he becomes a fish out of water. He's got to learn. The, the skills of the water and become different and um, at the same time Stephen Lang tried to draw him out and his war with the Navi people and ultimately hopefully kill Jake Sully we uh, do know there is a theme here it's like James, every movie is just going to be a biome so it'll be like the water people the mountain people, the desert people the sky people just, just is, line them up, lined up man, 100% here for it so <laughs> <laughs> no. So it's only funny. You've got Sam Worthington back playing Jake Sully, fresh from his shift from Burger King. Um, you've got Zoe Saldana. Um, You're a dick. <laughs> Sam Worthington was not busy before this. He was, he was not beaten. You know, Sam Worthington was not busy. Um, Zoe Saldana um, is back as his wife. Is it Nafiti? Isn't her name? I can't remember her name. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sigourney Weaver is back. She plays a, a young girl. Year old kid. Yep. Um, Stephen <laughs> Lang, of course, is back as the, the main baddie. Um, Kate Winslet is back as uh, one of the water people's. She's yeah. pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You've got Jermaine Clement in it, which was surprising. Yeah, yeah totally. I was like, that's Jermaine Clement. 
But oh. oddly, everyone around him speaking with an Australian accent, and he's speaking with a fucking American accent. <laughs> Why was that? Like, James Cameron can do that. James would be like, no, 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 I've got an idea. Yeah, let's be the one person who's antipathy and speak with the American accent on the screen. Um, and you also get Eddie Falco from, I think, The Sopranos. No, or is she the fact Sopranos, Eddie Falco? Yeah, yeah and uh, Nurse Jackie. As well. Nurse Jackie as well. She plays sort of like the new sort of like chief in charge of the, the Marines. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. She's, a, she's a bitch. Hard ass. Yeah, she is. She is. Um, what do you think of this one, Colsey? I've talked a lot so far. Um, okay, so visually it is everything that everyone's saying is you go and see this and it, every single scene in this film is just lavish and beautiful um it, again it takes 3d which is now a tired genre it's been done to death and it just reinvigorates it again you know it's 100%. and it's that that use of 3d that's not it's not popping out at you you know you're popping into the 3d yes that, that's, that's the difference yeah, yeah. yeah and you know, I, I don't get because I've got a really kind of bad eye. I don't get all of the three D, but mm. Avatar's one of the exceptions where I can see. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, that this is this film's got depth in it, like real perceptive depth that yes. kind of draws you into that world. So it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, yes. The water uh, scenes, see acting the water scenes as well. Like comparing them to say, for example, another film out this year. Let's call it Black Panther Two. Right. Um, <laughs> The water scenes in this compared to that, it's night and day. Literally night and day. It's it's unbelievable. The and as crazy as I think these people are, you do kind of understand why people want to see this again and again yes. and again and just let themselves get drawn into this world that mm-hmm. he's created because, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful world. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest regret was that I only seen it on a kind of, larger screen but not a massive screen in 3d whereas you went you went big mister you went mm-hmm. fucking imax so i want to yes. hear about your imax experience so over to you now imax stunning to see it in. it really is it's it really it's like you said it's not so much that you're watching a film and it's 3d's there mm. you literally feel the world wrap around you yeah you know yeah. you don't you feel like almost like you're spying in this world which yeah it's incredible achievement you know by cameron to make you feel like that um, and I loved it. It's it is a piece of event cinema. It's a wonderful piece. It's I can't ever imagine someone seeing this. I think when I watch this film the first time on a small screen at home and they say they don't like it, I get it because it's not meant to be experienced with the first yeah. time on a small screen. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. You it's meant to maybe seen on something huge, and it's maybe seen with an audience. It's maybe seen in that place. It's a spectacle. It's, it's a pure spectacle. Yes. Yeah, it is definitely a spectacle. <laughs> so the, the palette or the, the, the canvas he's painted on is huge and it's beautiful. The story itself is much smaller than the, the first one. The story's awful. Um, the, this what? is where it let me down. Is I just thought, you know, and uh, we, we spoke about this, how Cameron, he, he, you know, he, he doesn't do big stories. The stories are quite kind of small and insular and very basic. This is quite um, basic, this story, though. Oh, it is, and I think the story's too small for the spectacle you're seeing, I think. And I, disagree. I thought the story worked really well because it, it could easily just been a complete rehash of the first one where it's like colonisation, fight a war against them, let's try and get them off the, let's try and get the sky people off the, the planet again. And like, why does Jake Sully call them sky people? He's one of them. I know. Yeah. I think, anyway, who, so, who knows? It's nuts. It's nuts. I enjoyed the sort of smaller scale. Of, I enjoyed the small scale story on a big canvas, you know, because it's still a huge <laughs> film, but in a little canvas, in a, like a small story. So it felt much more personal. It is just literally a, um, a chase movie with, with Sully yeah. getting chased by Stephen Lang. Yeah. Um, 
the first hour I thought was brilliant. I loved the first hour. I thought it was great. Like when you have the when you see them sort of doing the raiding parties, it's sort of like a bit with a bit last Mahikinsy almost at times. And then you <laughs> you've got like there's like three or four proper like action scenes in any other film would be in the first hour of this film that would literally probably end another film. Oh yeah. And he yeah. he disposes them in the and he throws throws them away essentially. You know, it's sort of like as introductory kind of stuff. So love that. The finale is just pure Cameron. He's like he's drawn in everything. Like he's got like it, like the final third is almost half Titanic, half Abyss. You know, Avatar's in there as well. There's like Terminator, aspect, like aliens aspects. It's all in there. Everything's in the final in there. Yeah, yeah. I would say the second hour, when basically when they get to the water place, mm. it kind of goes a little bit free willy. Um, that could have been trimmed down to let's say forty minutes as opposed to an hour. Get that oh, down. 30 minutes. Right, right. Get it down to like 40 minutes. At that point, you get a film that's under three hours that moves at a decent pace. You get the, you get a 40 minute breather you need after the, the hour fucking crazy old. Yeah. yeah. 40 minute breather, and then you get like basically the final hour, which is just unbelievable. Which like, is it, strange because I've always found pacing isn't something that's ever been an issue with a Cameron film. No, I do think I he loves think. I think he loves this world so much he wants to show off in every inch and every second. So I get and I get why he does it because every scene you go, why, why would you cut it? It looks stunning and it absolutely does look stunning. Mm. But it it just didn't need all the whale stuff. Yeah. I get and it didn't need everything in it. It could easily yeah. yeah. trim it down. But yeah. other than that, the, like three D worked for me brilliantly, and I wouldn't see any other film three D, but this worked for me. Yeah, the increased frame rate at times did get a little bit jarring. Like a note. I didn't mean that so much. I noticed. I only and it was maybe because it wasn't every scene in it. It was only yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So maybe the first three seconds each time it changed to it that jarred me. Then I was fine. I settled into it, but I always noticed the, the switch up. I think bit. that's the kind of human brain eye perception. It's, it's purely yeah. down to that. Do you know what I mean? It's like your your, your brain's like, oh, like, and I, then, okay, my brain just, yeah. Once yeah. it once it fixed, I was fine with it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved this. I thought it was. I mean, honestly, I was watch. I watched, and I would say, to you, I would actually go back and see that again. I know it was three hours long, and it was we were there for felt like a long time, but not once to look at my watch. I was absolutely invested. In it. I was absolutely drawn into it, and I cannot understand why people have been so negative and so like want to just take pot shots of this because it's it's beautiful cinema. It's pure I, cinema. I honestly think it's purely down to the scripting, buddy. Um, I know you're saying it's. I didn't feel that it was far removed from Avatar. Um, was my problem. Um, like I say, I thought this is a work of art. This is a fucking living, breathing canvas. Do you know what I mean? That, that you need to watch. But <coughs> the story, I didn't engage with at all. And I found myself at times watching the scenery, but not. Not the story. I don't care what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Who oh, cares? Um, but like I say, I, I could not take anything away from how beautiful it was. I also, what I thought very kind of odd was, um, and. Did Cameron write this as well? Yes. Script and stuff. The, the, the kind of the kids chatting and and the sometimes like a sometimes, sometimes and in one line I'll be like, "Hey, bro, dude, cause what you doing?" And you look, like, James, that's that's not the kids speak. Maybe right. <laughs> that's what somebody who knows who's maybe in an early twenties, an early thirties, just somebody can be passing that just so they can look at it. But it was a definitely like, it felt like a granddad writing for what you would talk like. Yeah, maybe. for for a kid, you know, how do kids speak? Let me see. that I found always no, comical at times. I'm not denying there was scripting yeah. issues. Overall, yeah. I, I was able to jive a bit. Yeah, the scripting issues were there. Also, for very odd for Cameron, the the female roles in it were quite 
Week. Yeah, disempowered. Yes, yeah. It's Candice is normally the guy who writes a phenomenal female role. He empowers females, you know, they're the yeah. strong they're the ones that are saving, you know, as as yeah. idiot fucking boys from stupid yeah. situations. Always. And yeah, I noticed that as well. <laughs> like you're not like, So Dana gets a moment in the finale that she's a fucking badass. Mm. But for the most time she was sidelined. Kate Winslet yeah. character was sidelined for most of it. Yep. Um is it going to be the kind of a big kind but she has a bit whiny in it, even though she's yeah. important. So I didn't really. So can we talk about that a wee bit? Um, I enjoyed. It it was weird, man. It's very good, but I liked it because she's playing. I, I don't know how the Navi kind of current age, like every age, like cat, it's like kind of seven years as one, but yeah. she's basically a teenager. Yes. But it's Sigourney Weaver, so yes. it's not a teenager. It is Sigourney Weaver, and it looks yeah. like Sigourney Weaver. It's got a young, a young Sigourney yes. Weaver, but it's an old Sigourney Weaver voice. No, it's, it's not. I think I she think changed her voice. Can, she sounds younger. She sounds way younger. But not that young, no. I, th- I thought that was it was weird, man. I was like, that's kind of it was like oh weird, just a wee bit. Oh, that's that's odd. I don't know if I liked that or not. Because I, I love Sigourney Weaver, um, and I was like, I, I feel weird about this. It's, it was odd. It was odd. See, that was another thing. Me, the other thing to me, I kept worrying about was Navi ladies hot or not? Mm. Did they have nipples? There's a question for you. I was more wondering, did they have sphincters? There's, yeah, def- there's definitely cheeks and track, but you never oh, yeah. see. You and never but there's see always that. tail. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. You see, many Navi males do they have um, yeah. dangles? Yeah. That's um maybe. <coughs> see, why couldn't we've had these questions a month ago when you were in London? And we could ask James Cameron. James. Answer James Cameron would have killed me if I asked him that question because that's, James Cameron does not take fools lightly. Do you know the thing? Somebody, I was reading this yeah, thing. Can about, imagine um, you getting escorted out? Yeah, somebody was on set of like um of this, and they're saying that see the guns are using in this film. Mm. You don't ever see it on camera, but see the bullets that are in it. Mm-hmm. They're square bullets. Okay. Because Cameron said, well, you want to make sure you can get as much in as possible. If you have them round bullets, you can get less in because there's a gap. Right. So you, every gun would have square bullets in it to try and make sure they're all packed in as tightly as possible. Which is why he's it's not on it. camera, but it's obviously something he's like. All he's doing is giving the military ideas, man. The idea that he's thought of that. Yeah, is anyone it's, better in the world at, in film of world building something? He hmm. he builds a world better than anyone else. Well, every film he's done, like the Terminator universe, the Alien, it, it, yeah, it's, it is a fully encompassed and realised world that, that you're, yeah. you're part of. You're Cameron. proper into. You're, you're Cameron, you don't need any setup on it. He he knows what he's trying to tell you and let you know how this world works, and you know it very quickly. What did you think of the music? I never really noticed that. I did. It was just kind of, it was there, but it didn't. It didn't inspire me the same yeah. way, like sort of some. Um, Look, the Terminator theme tune, you, you know that, do you mean it off by heart? <laughs> you know, um, but, but yeah, I, I don't know, just it was there, but it wasn't, yeah. Even like the Titanic score, the phenomenal score. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I never, the score never really jumped jumped at me. Like, it was there, but in a way it was good in the sense that like it didn't feel like it over on anything. Yeah, I guess, yeah, because, yeah, like, like, we'll talk about people like how the music was jarring. I, yeah. it, it was nearly, you know, it was just like, there was music there, but it, it didn't seem to kind of, it wouldn't have detracted from, from the world, do you know what I mean, at all? That, no. that it wasn't there. Yeah, no, it's strange, weird one, weird one. I enjoyed it for most part, I enjoyed it, I didn't, I didn't, but it didn't really, it wasn't like, I wasn't sitting at home going, right, I need to download that soundtrack, like some films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, no, how I, many films, so he's wanting to do, is it six Six I think five now, so five now, so it's three more. So he's, he's definitely, he's green lit three more. 
they're, they're happening. I know he's filmed. I think he's filmed. All, I think he's filmed. He's got all five in the can now, so he's got all, So he does, he's filmed four at the one time. Right, right. Which again, just in terms of ambition and scope, is wow. Um, but see, if you're the director who's got like out of the top three movies of all time, he's got two of them. Mm. You, you can have the balls to go. This is what I want to do. <laughs> you know? But the, the, the thing is, is despite my criticisms, um, I will watch it again. There's oh, no, there's no ifs and buts. You know, I, I know I'll probably watch it several times because I've seen Avatar like you know, God knows how many times, and I watch it again. Same, all these films you watch again, but. My criticisms, yeah, they're there, but I'll watch it again. Yeah. Um, I think that initial viewing, as you say, you you need to see that in yes. as big a platform as you possibly can. After that, you've kind of you've had experience. You've seen the experience of the world, yes, yeah. But yeah, I think anybody that's not seen it, um, don't don't wait. You know, go and see it on the biggest screen you can find. Um, yeah. You know, pay the pay the money for it because you know, Cameron is worth every penny you're going to yeah. give him. He's worth it, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, so I would give I give it a nine out of ten. I give it a five. Oh no! Wait, you are so harsh. I'm not. Do like I say, visually, I would. That this is a Rembrandt, you know, in in terms of you know art, it's fucking Rembrandt. But in terms of script, it's you know fucking it's almost, like, spot the dog. It's, it's spot the dog films. It's it's it does a job. It moves things along. It, but it, it didn't because it have a lot of time. I'm just looking at this beautiful film. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I, what did Sam Wallen say? I don't care what Sam said. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, I want to see water. Um, so it split straight down the middle. Oh, five and a half, right, too. So. Okay. But, but yeah, I just think I need a wee bit more from the scripts. I need, you know, I know what Avatar is. He's told me again what Avatar is. I need to know, you know, expand. Give me fucking, give me more, man. Don't, don't give me Avatar again. Don't rehash Avatar for me. My Jake would be so upset with what you're saying just now. You're Jake, yeah. but I see you, Richard. I see, I see you. Um, <laughs> interestingly, how good an agent has Giovanni Rabisi got? Yeah. He got his name like fifth on the credits, and he's literally pokes his head in for one scene like on a video camera. Everyone's <laughs> favourite Scientologist. Um, yeah, uh, I know, that, that was strange, wasn't that's it? That's an impressive agent. I, I really liked, um, sorry, what's the bad guy's name? Stephen, the actor? Lang. He, he, Makes a very good navy because you because know, you see you see the, the way Cameron's done it is you know who that is. Do you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. and the, the way they've done him is brilliant. Um, yeah. You know, you like, oh, he's a bad. He looks like a proper bastard of a navy. Do you know what I mean? Like, oof, I don't. Well, that's what Jill made a point of saying. She saw. She said at no point is she ever confused of who is a bad and who is a good when they're all fighting. Where it's like you watch some of the Marvel films and you go, I'm like, because I'm that final not to pick on Black Panther, but see the Black the first Black Panther film. Yeah. Yeah. When it was um, the fighting on the railway thing, it was like when it's. Oh, you know, at times, yeah, it's two guys with point ears. I'm like, yeah. You've got to give me something to differentiate them. Yeah, yeah, but with this, you've got. The the only thing I'd say about that is the the two teenage boys, I thought they were. I couldn't pick one of them for They were quite interchangeable, I thought. Um, But again, you probably could have had like one less kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I get why two sons there. It makes sense. One good son, one bad son. Sigourney Weaver was there for that kind. I either have her or the young girl. You don't need both of them, I would say. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of the spider character, incidentally? That was an odd. That was odd, wasn't it? Again, he's Tarzan. Like, 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 so, uh, Tarzan, the like sort of the 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 um, so what the someone who comes into a place. The invader becoming yeah. native. Thing. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it's interesting, but. Um, yeah. 
be interesting. I to think he's going to have a bigger role to play in, in going forward. He, he, he must have, yeah, definitely. But as I say, I mean, I, I will watch. I will watch it again, and I, I know I will 100. And it, I might kind of appreciate it more maybe when yeah. I've got to sit back and relax and maybe take in more yeah. of the dialogue and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, I mean, some of the dialogue is horrendous. I'm not lying. Some of the dialogue yeah. is awful. Not to detract from it, as I say, that this is, you know, this is as much a piece of art as anything that's in an art gallery. Do you know what I mean? One hundred yeah. is, and it deserves that credit. I, I would not take that away from Mr. Cameron. I just think, for me, the script was a, a letdown. That's fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, we'll wrap this up quick because my battery's about to die. <laughs> uh, so next week we have got out in the cinema. We have got a film called Corsage, which you will not see because it's a period piece. And um, we have also got. Tar, I believe it's called a tear. Tar. Yeah, by the um, Yeah, it's one about Kate uh, uh, Blanchett believing that the first sort of like female conductor of yeah, some yeah. big orchestra looks no- notable when when it yeah. came to yeah, famous. Looks yeah. intense. Mm. Yeah, and also the film it seems to be like well I don't know how good it is. I get decent reviews, but it's um, the internet darling right now in terms of like the the memes and the gifs and all that kind of stuff. And that's Megan, Megan. Mm, getting the reviews for that surprised me. I've read surprised a few and all that. Really. Seems a really good marketing campaign. The the um, what's his name? Blumhouse knows how to market a film. Shit, yeah, he does. Yeah, and uh, you've also got Emperor Light, Mister, which you have. Emperor Light, I'll try and see. Film, yes. his, no, you must see. I'm I'm I'm, I'm insisting you see this film. Insisting. I've discussed off camera that we are literally another ten days away from payday right now, so we have <laughs> life is coming a bit of a, a, a um, every penny counts right now. Um, unfortunately. Welcome to twenty twenty three. Yes. Yay. Yes. <laughs> we're rolling pennies to go to the movies. Yeah. Tell folk where to find us. Yeah, you tell folk where to find us. All the usual places. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter. We've got an email address. Who cares? It's there somewhere. Um, I've been gone. I've been Richard. And we've been. Three beers and a movie.